Welcome, Christian Israel, patriots uh, of the white race of the children of Israel, Anglo-Saxon, Celtic, and Caucasian people, the true Israel of the Bible, not the Jews. That's a lie, folks. (laughs) We have to repeat that over and over until people finally get it. So this is Eurofolk Radio, Genesis to Revelation. Dan and I are going to pick up from... Second uh, Kings chapter 8, we were uh, going into chapter 9, but first we need to uh, give some history of the woman called Athaliah, who was a usurper queen that took over the house of Judah for, I think, about eight years, we'll find out, and uh, it was a very dark time for both the house of Judah and the house of Israel. So we're going to start with uh, two short articles about Athaliah, who she was, and what she did. All right, over to you, Dan. Okay, the name of the first article is, Who Was Athaliah in the Bible? Athaliah, whose name means afflicted by God, was queen of Judah from 841 to 835 B.C., and the only female monarch to sit on David's throne in biblical history. Athaliah was the daughter of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel of Israel, and she married Jehoram, the eldest son of Judah's king Jehoshaphat. Her time as queen is nestled amid centuries of evil monarchs who reigned over Judah and Israel. An avid Baal zealot, Athaliah rivaled the wickedness of the kings who came before and after her. Her story can be found in 2 Kings chapter 11 and 2 Chronicles chapters 22 and 23. Athaliah's husband, Jehoram, was king of Judah until his death in 841 B.C. Unlike his father, Jehoram was a wicked king. Athaliah's son, Ahaziah, at the age of 22, ascended to the throne and proved himself just as evil as his father. 2 Kings chapter 8, verses, verse 18 and verses 25 through 27. Athaliah counseled her, counseled her son in his devilish schemes. Second Chronicles chapter 22, verse 3. Ahaziah served as king of Judah for less than one year, for he was assassinated along with Israel's ailing king, Joram. <clears throat> Their assassin was Jehu, who had originally been a commander in King Ahab's army. Second Kings chapter 9, verses 5 and 25. The prophet Elisha had anointed Jehu as the new king of Israel, and commissioned him as an instrument of the Lord to carry out God's judgment on King Ahab and his entire idolatrous family. First Kings chapter 19 verses 1 through 17 and Second Kings chapter 9 verses 1 through 13. Jehu's mission of ending Ahab's dynasty, including putting Jezebel and her sons to death. Ahaziah happened to be visiting Joram when Jehu arrived to assassinate Joram. And Ahaziah was killed, too. When Athaliah received word that her son was dead, she seized the opportunity to usurp the throne by murdering Ahaziah's sons, her own grandsons, thus eradicating (laughs) the entire royal family so she could take the throne. Yeah, so she tried to uh, assassinate, well, she did try to assassinate the entire uh, Judahite line through her husband, right? But... uh, uh, but the question really is, is uh, Ahaziah an Israelite, uh, just a wicked Israelite, or did she have um, Edomite blood through Tyre? And it, it appears that uh, even Jezebel may have been a pure-blooded Israelite, but just very wicked. That does happen, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? So, because uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think any king of Judah would have married uh, a woman who had Edomite blood. I don't, you know, they would have kept records of that. But uh, let's continue. We'll see how this turns out. <clears throat> Unbeknownst to Athaliah, a single grandchild escaped the massacre. Jehosheba, the baby's aunt and the wife of the high priest Jehoiada, took the infant Joash and hid him and his nurse in a bedroom. Joash was later smuggled out of the castle and taken to the temple where he remained hidden for six years while Queen Athaliah reigned over the land. 2 Kings chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. 
As queen, Athaliah used her influence to further establish Baal worship in Judah. Oh, boy. Installing priests and building altars for her idol in the very temple of Yahweh. Oh, <laughs> okay. Second Kings chapter 11, verse 18, and Second Chronicles chapter 24, verse 7. In this way, Athaliah followed the footsteps of her mother, Jezebel. <clears throat> After <clears throat> Athaliah had reigned six years... The high priest Jehoiada set guards around the temple and publicly crowned the young Joash as the rightful king. As the new king was anointed, the people clapped their hands and shouted, Long live the king. 2 Kings chapter 11, verse 12. Athaliah heard the commotion, realized what was happening, and ran out of the palace shouting, Treason, treason. Verse 13 of 2 Kings chapter 11. Jehoiada commanded the troops to capture Athaliah and execute her. And so they killed the queen, where the horses entered the palace grounds. Verse 16. Seven-year-old King Joash, under the direction of the faithful high priest, tore down the temple of Baal, smashed the altars and images of Baal, and killed the priest of Baal. And all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was calm because Athaliah had been slain. Verse 20. <coughs> Very good. Okay, so... Now, Wikipedia has actually a very good article on this subject also. It gives us more historical details because uh, this is uh, the next three or four chapters we'll be reading from are all about this episode. All right, back to you. Okay, this is the Wikipedia article. Accounts of the life of Athaliah are to be found in 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 16, verse 16 and 2 Kings chapter 11, verse 16. And Second Chronicles chapter 22, verses 10 through 23 and 15 in the Hebrew Bible. The text states that she was the daughter of King Omri of Israel. However, she is usually considered to have been the daughter of King Ahab and his wife, Queen Jezebel. Some scholars are of the opinion that Athaliah was indeed the daughter of Omri, but that she grew up as an orphan in the court of Ahab. Athaliah was married to Jehoram of Judah to seal a treaty between the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. And to secure his position, Jehoram killed his six brothers. Yeah, no, see, he's a, he's a, a man of Judah, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kills his own brother, but we've seen that before, right? Uh, oh, yeah. The history of the kings of Judah are replete with assassinations. Okay. Jehoram became king of Judah in the fifth year of Joram of Israel's reign, 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 16. Depending on her paternity, Joram of Israel was either Athaliah's brother or her nephew. Jehoram of Judah reigned for eight years. His father, Jehoshaphat, and grandfather, Asa, were devout kings who worshipped Yahweh and walked in his ways. However, Jehoram chose not to follow their example, but rejected Yahweh and married Athaliah, the daughter of Ahab in the line of Omri. Jehoram's rule of Judah was shaky. Edom revolted, and he was forced to acknowledge their independence. A raid by Philistines, Arabs, and Ethiopians looted the king's house and carried off all his family except for their youngest son, Ahaziah. After Jehoram's death, Ahaziah became king of Judah, and Athaliah was queen mother. Ahaziah reigned for one year from the age of 22, which is in 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 26, and was killed during a state visit to Israel along with Jehoram of Israel. Jehu assassinated them both in <laughs> Yahweh's name and became king of Israel. He had Athaliah's entire extended family in Samaria put to death ending the Omri dynasty in Israel. Upon hearing the news of Ahaziah's death, Athaliah seized the throne of Judah and ordered the execution of all possible claimants to the throne, including remnant of her Omri dynasty. However, Jehoshaphat, Ahaziah's sister, managed to rescue from the purge Jehoash, a grandson of Athaliah and Jehoram of Judah, who was only one years old. Joash was raised in secret by Jehoshaphat's husband, a priest named Jehoiada. As usurper queen, Athaliah used her power to establish the worship of Baal in Judah. 
Six years later, Athaliah was surprised when Jehoiada revealed that Joash lived and proclaimed him king of Judah. She rushed to stop the rebellion, but was captured and executed. Okay, so there's a lot of executing going on here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> right? Now, it seems like it's never ending. And, of course, the modern kings and queens of Judah, you know, Britain, Denmark, Sweden, the... Uh, the czars of Russia, the kaisers of Germany, etc., etc. They've all had these very violent episodes in their history. And, of course, uh, this actually is reminiscent of Queen Elizabeth and Queen Mary, right? Who, who vied for the throne, one being a Protestant, the other being a Catholic. So, okay, so let's get back to the text here. Second Kings, Second, yeah, chapter, chapter nine. 9. Okay, yep. so this sets mm-hmm. the stage. I think we should be pretty clear. Uh, you know, there's a lot of similar names, uh, Joram and Jehoram. They're actually not the same person. But uh, Joash and Jehoash are the same person. <laughs> so let's see if we can make sense out of the Second Kings chapter 9. Over to you. Okay. And Elisha the prophet called one of the children of the prophets and said unto him, Gird up thy loins and take this box of oil in thy hand and go to Ramoth-Gilead. And when thou comest thither, look out there Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and make him arise up from among his brethren, and carry him to an inner chamber. Then take the box of oil and pour it on his head, and say, Thus saith Yahweh, I have anointed thee king over Israel. Then open the door, and flee, and tarry not. So the young man, even the young man, the prophet, went to Ramoth-Gilead. And when he came, behold, the captains of the host were sitting, and he said, I have an errand to thee, O captain. And Jehu said, Unto which of all us? And he said, To thee, O captain. And he arose and went into the house, and he poured the oil on his head, and said unto him, Thus saith Yahweh God of Israel, I have anointed thee king over the people of Yahweh, even over Israel. And thou shalt smite the house of Ahab thy master that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of Yahweh at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab him that pisses against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel. And I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah. And the dog shall eat Jezebel in the portion of Jezreel, and there shall be none to bury her. And he opened the door and fled. Then Jehu came forth to the servants of his Lord. And one said unto him, It is all well. Wherefore came this mad fellow to thee? And he said unto them, Ye know the man and his communication. And they said, It is false. Tell us now. And he said, Thus and thus spake he to me, saying, Thus saith Yahweh, I have anointed the king over Israel. Then they hasted and took every man his garment and put it under him on the top of the stairs and blew with trumpets, saying, Jehu is king. So Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, conspired against Joram. Now Joram had kept Ramoth-Gilead, he and all Israel, because of Hazael, king of Syria. But King Joram was returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which the Syrians had given him when he fought with Hazael, king of Syria. And Jehu said, If it be your minds, then let none go forth, nor escape out of the city to go to tell it in Jezreel. So Jehu rode in a chariot and went to Jezreel, for Joram lay there. And Ahaziah, king of Judah, was come down to see Joram. And there stood a watchman on the tower in Jezreel, and he spied the company of Jehu as he came and said, I see a company. And Joram said, Take a horseman and send to meet them and let him say, Is it peace? So there went one on horseback to meet him and said, Thus saith the king, Is it peace? And Jehu said, What hast thou to do with peace? (laughs) Turn thee behind me. And the watchman told, saying, The messenger came to them, but he comes not again. Then he sent out a second on horseback, which came to them and said, Thus saith the king, Is it peace? 
And Jehu answered, What hast thou to do with peace? Turn thee behind me. And the watchman told, saying, He came even unto them, and cometh not again. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu the son of Nimshi, for he drives furiously. And Joram said, Make ready. And his chariot was made ready. And Joram king of Israel and Ahaziah king of Judah went out, each in his chariot. And they went out against Jehu and met him in the portion of Naboth the Jezreelite. And it came to pass when Joram saw Jehu that he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, What peace, so long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel and the witchcrafts are so many? And Joram turned his hands and fled and said to Ahaziah, There is treachery, O Ahaziah. And Jehu drew a bow with his full strength and smote Jehoram between his arms. And the arrow went out at his heart, and he sunk down in his chariot. Then said Jehu to Bidkar, his captain, Take up and cast him in the portion of the field of Naboth the Jezreelite. For remember how that when I and thou rode together after Ahab his father, Yahweh laid this burden upon him. Surely I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, saith Yahweh. And I will requite thee in this plat, saith Yahweh. Now therefore take and cast him into the plat of ground according to the word of Yahweh. But when Ahaziah the king of Judah saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house. And Jehu followed after him and said, Smite him also in the chariot. And they did so at the going up to Gur, which is by Iblim. And he fled to Megiddo and died there. And his servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in the sepulcher of his fathers in the city of David. And in the eleventh year of Joram, the son of Ahab began Ahaziah to reign over Judah. And when Jehu was come to Israel, to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and tired her head and looked out at a window. And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Had Zimri peace? Who slew his master? (laughs) And he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs and said, and he said, Throw her down. (laughs) So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses, and he trod her underfoot. Okay. And when he... He was come in, he did eat and drink, and said, Go, see now this cursed woman, and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull, and the feet, and the palms of her hands. Wherefore they came again, and told him, and he said, This is the word of Yahweh, which he spake by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel. And the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel, so that they shall not say, this is Jezebel. May you be dog food. Yeah. (laughs) Curse of Jezebel. Okay, so this conflict between the two houses of Israel, where actually they were united for a brief time, uh, but the uh, product of that union was Athaliah, and I think Ahaziah was her son as well. So we have all kinds of conflict, scheming, treachery going on between between the two houses. And uh, uh, Yahweh has to step in and smite. A lot of smiting going on here. Smite the false claimants to the throne. Okay, chapter 10. Chapter 10. And Ahab had 70 sons in Samaria. And Jehu wrote letters and sent to Samaria unto the ruler of Jezreel, to the elders, and to them that brought up Ahab's children, saying, Now as soon as this letter comes to you, seeing your master's sons are with you, and there are with you chariots and horses, a fenced city also, and armor, look even out the best and meetest of your master's sons, and set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. But they were exceedingly afraid and said, Behold, two kings stood not before him. How then shall we stand? And he that was over the house and he that was over the city, the elders also, 
and the bringers up of the children sent to Jehu, saying, We are thy servants, and will do all that thou shalt bid us. We will not make any king. Do thou that which is good in thine eyes. Then he wrote a second letter, the second time to them, saying, If ye be mine, and if ye will hearken unto my voice, take ye the heads of the men, your master's sons, and come to me to Jezreel by tomorrow this time. Now the king's son, being seventy persons, were with the great men of the city, which brought them up. And it came to pass, when the letter came to them, that they took the king's sons and slew seventy persons, and put their heads in baskets, and sent wow. him them to Jezreel. That's vengeance for you. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like, what was that king of Hungary that uh, took the heads of the uh, Mongols and put them on stakes to, to, you know, put fear into the hearts of any future invaders, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All right. Okay. Verse 8, And there came a messenger and told him, saying, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. And he said, Lay ye them in two heaps at the entering end of the gate until the morning. And it came to pass in the morning that he went out and stood and said to all the people, Ye be righteous. Behold, I conspired against my master and slew him. But who slew all these? Know now that there shall fall unto the earth nothing of the word of Yahweh, which Yahweh spake concerning the house of Ahab. For the Yahweh has done that which he spake by his servant Elijah. So Jehu slew all that remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel, and all his great men, and his kinfolk, and his priests, until he left him none remaining. And he arose and departed, and came to Samaria. And as he was entering, at, and as he was at the shearing house in the way, Jehu met with the brethren of Ahaziah, king of Judah, and said, Who are you? And they answered, We are the brethren of Ahaziah. And we go down to salute the children of the king and children of the queen. And he said, Take them alive. And they took them alive and slew them at the pit of the shearing house, even two and forty men. Neither left he any of them. And when he was departed thence, he lighted on Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. And he saluted him. And said to him, Is thine heart right, as my heart is with thy heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is. If it be, give me thine hand. And he gave him his hand, and he took him up to him into the chariot. And he said, Come with me, and see my zeal for Yahweh. So they made him ride in his chariot. And when he came to Samaria, he slew all that remained unto Ahab in Samaria, till he had destroyed him, according to the saying of Yahweh, which he spake to Elijah. And Jehu gathered all the people together and said unto them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu shall serve him much. (laughs) Now therefore call unto me all the priests of Baal, all his servants and all his priests. Let none be wanting, for I have a great sacrifice to do to Baal. Whosoever shall be wanting, he shall not live. But Jehu did it in subtlety to the intent that he might destroy the worshipers of Baal. And yeah, Jesus so, said, proclaim yeah. a solemn assembly for Baal. Yeah, so and they what, proclaimed it. Okay, so where, when he says, "I but Jehu shall serve Baal much, he's being sarcastic. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And Jehu sent through all Israel, and all the worshipers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left that came not. And they came into the house of Baal, And the house of Baal was full from one end to another. And he said unto him that was over the vestry, Bring forth the vestments for all the worshippers of Baal. And he brought them forth vestments. And Jehu went, and Jehonadab the son of Rechab, into the house of Baal, and said unto the worshippers of Baal, Search and look that there be here with you none of the servants of Yahweh, but the worshippers of Baal only. And when they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings, Jehu appointed fourscore men without and said, If any of the men whom I have brought into your hands escape, let he that letteth him go, his life shall be for the life of him. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, 
that Jehu said to the guard and to the captains, Go in and slay them, let none come forth. And they smote them with the edge of the sword, and the guard and the captains cast them out and went to the city of the house of Baal. And they brought forth the images out of the house of Baal and burned them. And they break down the image of Baal and break down the house of Baal and made it a draught house unto this day. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. Howbeit from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, Jehu departed not from after them, to wit the golden calves that were in Bethel and that were in Dan. And Yahweh said unto Jehu, Because thou hast done well in executing that which is right in mine eyes, and hast done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in my heart, thy children of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. Okay. But but Jehu took no heed to walk in the law of Yahweh, God of Israel, with all his heart. For he departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, which (laughs) made Israel to sin. In those days, Yahweh began to cut Israel short, and Hazael smote them in all the coasts of Israel, from Jordan eastward, all the land of Gilead, the Gadites, and the Reubenites, and the Manassites, from Aror, which is by the river Arnon, even Gilead and Bashan. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu and all that he did, and all his might, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Yeah, so he was a a good executioner, but except he didn't execute Yahweh's law. (laughs) Okay, all right. And Jehu slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. And Jehoahaz, his son, reigned in his stead. And at the time, Jehu reigned over Israel in Samaria, Samaria was 20 and 8 years. All right, very good. So I guess we're Check. we're still talking about the kings of Israel there. Uh, Jay, or was Jehu uh, a king over Judah too? Uh, maybe we'll find out here. It's very okay. confusing with these two houses mixed up. Okay. Chapter 11. And when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons, which were slain. And they hid him, even him and his nurse, in the bedchamber from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. And he was with her, hid in the house of Yahweh six years. And Athaliah did reign over the land. And the seventh year... Jehoiada sent and fetched the rulers over hundreds with the captains and the guard and brought them to him into the house of Yahweh and made a covenant with them and took an oath of them in the house of Yahweh and showed them the king's son. And he commanded them, saying, This is the thing that you shall do. A third part of you that enter in on the Sabbath shall even be keepers of the watch of the king's house. And the third part shall be at the gate of Sir and a third part at the gate behind the guard. So shall you keep the watch of the house, that it be not broken down. And two parts of all you that go forth on the Sabbath, even they shall keep the watch of the house of Yahweh about the king. And you shall compass the king round about, every man with his weapons in his hand. And he that comes within the ranges, let him be slain, and be ye with the king as he goes out and as he comes in. And the captains over the hundreds did according to all the things that Jehoiada the priest commanded. And they took every man his men that were to come in on the Sabbath with them that should go out on the Sabbath and came to Jehoiada the priest. And to the captains over hundreds did the priest give King David spears and shields that were in the temple of Yahweh. And the guard stood, every man with his weapons in his hands, round about the king, from the right corner of the temple to the left corner of the temple, along by the altar and the temple. And he brought forth the king's son and put the crown upon him and gave him the testimony. And they made him king and anointed him. And they clapped their hands and said, God save the king. And when Athaliah heard the noise of the guard and of the people, she came to the people into the temple of Yahweh. And when she looked, 
Behold, the king stood by a pillar, as the manner was, and the princes and the trumpeters by the king, and all the people of the land rejoiced and blew with trumpets. And Athaliah rent her clothes and cried, Treason, treason. But Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of the hundreds, the officers of the host, and said unto them, Have her forth without the ranges, and him that follows her, kill her with the sword. For the priest had said, Let her not be slain in the house of Yahweh. And they laid hands on her, and she went by the way by which the horses came into the king's house, and there was she slain. And Jehoiada made a covenant between Yahweh and the king and the people, that they should be Yahweh's people, between the king also and the people. And all the people of the land went into the house of Baal and break it down. His altars and his images break they in pieces thoroughly, and slew Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And the priest appointed officers over the house of Yahweh. And he took the rulers over hundreds, and the captains, and the guard, and all the people of the land. And they brought down the king from the house of Yahweh, and came by the way of the gate of the guard to the king's house. And he sat down on the throne of the kings. And all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was in quiet. And they slew Athaliah with the sword beside the king's house. Seven years old was Joash when he began to reign. Okay, very violent episode in the uh, history of our kings. All right, chapter 12. Chapter 12. In the seventh year of Jehu, Joash began to reign. In 40 years reigned he in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. And Joash did that which was right in the sight of Yahweh of all his days, wherein Jehoiada the priest instructed him. But the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. And Jehoash said to the priest, All the money of the dedicated things that is brought into the house of Yahweh, even the money of everyone that passes the account, the money that every man is set at, and all the money that comes into any man's heart to bring into the house of Yahweh, let the priest take it to them, every man of his acquaintance, and let them repair the breaches of the house, wheresoever any breach shall be found. But it was so that in the thirty and twentieth year of King Joash, the priest had not repaired the breaches of the house. Then King Joash called for Jehoiada the priest and the other priests and said unto them, Why? Repair ye not the breaches of the house. Now therefore receive no more money of your acquaintance, but deliver it for the breaches of the house. And the priest consented to receive no more money of the people, neither to repair the breaches of the house. But Jehoiada the priest took a chest and bored a hole in the lid of it and set it beside the altar on the right side as one comes into the house of Yahweh. And the priest kept that door, priest that kept the door, put therein all the money that was brought into the house of Yahweh. And it was so, when they saw that there was much money in the chest, that the king's scribe and the high priest came up, and they put up in bags and told the money that was found in the house of Yahweh. And they gave the money, being told, into the hands of them that did the work, that had the oversight of the house of Yahweh. And they laid it out to the carpenters and builders that wrought upon the house of Yahweh and to masons and hewers of stone, and to buy timber and hewed stone to repair the breaches of the house of Yahweh, and for all that was laid out for the house to repair it. Howbeit there was not there were not made for the house of Yahweh bowls of silver, snuffers, basins, trumpets, any vessels of gold or vessels of silver, of the money that was brought into the house of Yahweh. But they gave that to the workmen, and repaired therewith the house of Yahweh. Moreover, they reckoned not with the men, into whose hand they delivered the money to be bestowed on workmen, for they dealt faithfully. The trespass money and sin money was not brought into the house of Yahweh. It was the priests. Then Haziel, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath, and took it. And Haziel set his face to go up to Jerusalem. And Joash, king of Judah, took all the hallowed things that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, his fathers, kings of Judah, had dedicated, 
and his own hallowed things, and all the gold that was found in the treasures of the house of Yahweh and in the king's house, and sent it to Haziel, king of Syria, and he went away from Jerusalem. And the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And his servants arose and made a conspiracy and slew Joash in the house of Milo, which goes down to Silla. For Josachar, the son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad, the son of Shomer, his servants, smote him, and he died. And they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Amaziah, his son, reigned in his stead. Okay, so there aren't many kings of Judah and or Israel that lived very long lives, right? Nope. <laughs> kind of like the, uh, the end of the Roman Empire when the last ten kings were all... Uh, uh, crowned by uh, assassinating the previous ruler. So a very similar episode in the reign of both Israel and Judah here. All right, chapter 13. You know, our people sure have a history of fighting amongst <laughs> yeah, each other, don't they? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, plain ambition. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be king. Who do I need to kill? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Chapter 13. <clears throat> In the three and twentieth year of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Joahaz, the son of Jehu, began to reign over Israel in Samaria and reigned seventeen years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh and followed the sins of Jeroboam, of the, the son of Nebat, which made Israel to sin. He departed not therefrom. And the anger of Yahweh was kindled against Israel. And he delivered them into the hand of Hazael, king of Syria, and into the hand of Benadad, the son of Hazael, all their days. And Jehoahaz besought Yahweh, and Yahweh hearkened unto him, for he saw the oppression of Israel, because the king of Syria oppressed them. And Yahweh gave Israel a savior, so that they went out from under the hand of the Syrians, and the children of Israel dwelt in their tents, as before time. Nevertheless, they departed not from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, who made Israel sin, but walked therein, and there remained the grove also in Samaria. Neither did he leave of the people to Jehoahaz but fifty horsemen, and ten chariots, and ten thousand footmen. For the king of Syria had destroyed them, and had made them like the dust by threshing. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoahaz and all that he did and his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehoahaz slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. And Joash, his son, reigned in his stead. In the thirty and seventh year of Joash, king of Judah began Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, to reign over Israel in Samaria and reigned sixteen years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh. He departed not from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, but he walked therein. And the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did and his might wherewith he fought against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Joash slept with his fathers, and Jeroboam sat upon his throne. And Joash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of Yahweh's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek, till thou have consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times. Then hadst thou smitten Syria till thou hadst consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. 
And Elisha died, and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming end of the year. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, that, behold, they spied a band of men. And they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. Wow. Okay. But Hazael, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz. And Yahweh was gracious unto them and had compassion on them and had respect unto them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and would not destroy them. Neither cast he them from his presence as yet. So Hazael, king of Syria, died, and Benadad, his son, reigned in his stead. And Jehoahaz, the son of Jehoahaz, took again out of the land, out of the hand of Benadad, the son of Hazael, the cities, which he had taken out of the hand of Jehoahaz, his father, by war. Three times did Joash beat him and recovered the cities of Israel. But only three times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chapter 14. In the second year of Joash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, reigned Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of Yahweh. Oh, finally. Yes, <laughs> finally, yeah. All right. Yet not like David, his father, he did according to all the things as Joash, his father, did. Howbeit the high places were not taken away, as yet the people did sacrifice and burnt incense on the high places. And it came to pass, as soon as the kingdom was confirmed in his hand, that he slew his servants, which had slain the king, his father. But the children of the murderers he slew not, according unto that which is written in the book of law of Moses, wherein Yahweh commanded, saying, The father shall not be put to death for the children, nor the children be put to death for the fathers. But every man shall be put to death for his own sin. He slew of Edom in the valley of Salt ten thousand, and took Selah by war, and called the name of it Jothiel unto this day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Judah, son of the son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. And Jehoahaz, the king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give thy daughter to my son to wife. And there passed by a wild beast that was in Lebanon, and trode down the thistle. Thou hast indeed smitten Edom, Ooh. and thy heart has lifted thee up. Glory of this, and tarry at home. For why shouldest thou meddle to thy hurt, that thou shouldest fall, even thou and Judah with thee? But Amaziah would not hear. Therefore Joash king of Israel went up, and he and Amaziah king of Judah looked one another in the face at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was put to the worst before Israel, and they fled every man to their tents. And Joash, king of Israel, took Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and came to Jerusalem, and break down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim unto the corner gate, 400 cubits. And he took all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of Yahweh, and in the treasures of the king's house and hostages, and returned to Samaria. Now the rest of the acts of Joash, which he did, and his might, and how he fought with Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? And Jehoash slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. And Jeroboam, his son, reigned in his stead. And Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived after the death of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, 15 years. And the rest of the acts of Amaziah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? Now they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish, but they sent after him to Lachish and slew him there. And they brought him on horses, 
and he was buried at Jerusalem with his fathers in the city of David. And all the people of Judah took Azariah, which was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after that the king slept with his fathers. In the 15th year of Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, began to reign in Samaria and reigned 41 years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh. He departed not from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. He restored the coast of Israel from the entering of Hamath unto the sea of the plain, according to the word of Yahweh, God of Israel, which he spake by the hand of his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet, which was of Gath helper. For Yahweh saw the affliction of Israel, that it was very bitter, but there was not any shut up, nor any left, nor any helper for Israel. And Yahweh said not that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, but he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam, the son of Joash. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam and all that he did and his might, how he warred and how he recovered Damascus and Hamath, which belonged to Judah for Israel, are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jeroboam slept with his father, even with the kings of Israel. And Zechariah, his son, reigned in his stead. I'm getting tired of hearing that expression, and he did evil in the sight of Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> Virtually every king is described in that manner. Okay, I think we can mm-hmm. do uh, chapter 15. We have about 10 chapter minutes 15. left. Yeah. <clears throat> In the twenty and seventh year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, began Azariah, the son of Amaziah, king of Judah, to reign. Sixteen years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned two and fifty years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jecoliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of Yahweh, according to all (laughs) that his father Amaziah had done save that the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burnt incense still on the high places. And Yahweh smote the king so that he was a leper unto the day of his death and dwelt in a several house. And Jotham, the king's son, was over the house, judging the people of the land. And the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? So Azariah slept with his father, fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. And Jotham, his son, reigned in his stead. In the 38th year of Azariah, king of Judah, did Zechariah, the son of Jeroboam, reign over Israel in Samaria six months. And he did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh, as his fathers had done. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. And Shalom, the son of Jabesh, conspired against him and smote him before the people and slew him and reigned in his stead. And the rest of the acts of Zechariah, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. This was the word of Yahweh, which he spoke unto Jehu, saying, Thy son shall sit on the throne of Israel unto the fourth generation. And so it came to pass. Shalom, the son of Jabesh, began to reign in the 39th year of Uzziah, king of Judah, and he reigned a full month in Samaria. For Menahem, the son of Gadi, went up from Terzah and came to Samaria and smote Shalom, the son of Jabesh, in Samaria and slew him and reigned in his stead. And the rest of the acts of Shalom and his conspiracy which he made, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. Then Menahem smote Tifsa and all that were therein, and the coast thereof from Terza, because they opened not to him. Therefore he smote it, and all the women therein that were with child he ripped up. In the nine and thirtieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, began Menahem, the son of Gadi, to reign over Israel, and reigned ten years in Samaria. And he did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh. He departed not all his days from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, 
who made Israel to sin. And Pul, the king of Assyria, came against the land. And Menahem gave Pul a thousand talents of silver, that his hand might be with him to confirm kingdom in his hand. And Menahem exacted the money of Israel, even all the mighty men of wealth, of each man fifty shekels of silver, to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and stayed not there in the land. Okay, he and got rest, paid off. He got paid off as temporary, yeah. temporary, uh, aver- I mean, uh, avoidance of total destruction. All right, and and captivity. Okay, mm-hmm. right back to you. And the rest of the acts of Menahem and all that he did are they not written in the books of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Menahem slept with his fathers, and Pekahiah his son reigned in his stead. In the fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekahiah, the son of Menahem, began to reign over Israel in Samaria, and reigned two years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. But Pekah, the son of Remaliah, a captain of his, conspired against him and smote him in Samaria, in the palace of the king's house, with Argob and Ariah, and with him fifty men of the Gileadites. And he killed him and reigned in his room. And the rest of the acts of Pekahiah and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. In the two and fiftieth year of Azariah, king of Judah, Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, began to reign over Israel in Samaria and reigned twenty years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, came Teglath-Pelazer, king of Assyria, and took Ijon, and Abel, Bethmeachah, and Joanna, and Kadesh, and Hazor, and Gilead, and Galilee, and all the land of Naphtali, and carried them captive to Assyria. Okay, I think that that Paul and Tiglath-Pileser are the same person. Same, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, Paul is short for Tiglath-Pileser. Back to you. Verse 30. And Hosea, the son of Elah, made a conspiracy against Pekah, the son of Remaliah, and smote him, and slew him, and reigned in his stead, in the twentieth year of Jotham, the son of Uzziah. And the rest of the acts of Pekah, and all that he did, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. In the second year of Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, began Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, to reign. Five and twenty years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. And he did that which was right in the sight of Yahweh. He did according to all that his father Uzziah had done. Howbeit the high places were not removed. The people sacrificed and burnt incense still in the high places. He built the higher gate of the house of Yahweh. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? In those days, Yahweh began to send against Judah Rezin, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah. And Jotham slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, his father. And Ahaz, his son, reigned in his stead. Okay, so we have this, uh, you, you can't call it peace between the two houses of Judah and Israel, a, a, a strained relationship throughout the history of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. And mm-hmm. uh, all, all due to the fact that Solomon refused to obey Yahweh's laws and married all those foreign women, <laughs> right? Yep. So, so we have Solomon to blame for all that, okay? And of course, yeah, I, I don't know how much it could have been avoided that these two houses would ever really get get along well, but they never did, okay? And so, But however... All of this was uh, salvaged, let's say, at the Feast of Pentecost in 33 A.D. when the uh, 
the scattered people of the house of Israel were uh, given, well, not salvation, but, uh, uh, you know, what do you call it? They were forgiven for their past sins at Calvary, and so was the house of Judah. And that that brought peace, uh, a tenuous peace. It's still a tenuous peace, because our people, the various tribes of Israel, still are making war against each other, even to this day. And uh, th- this is why we're going through this history, folks, to, to show that if we do not follow Yahweh, we have nothing but uh, civil war, rebellion, and all kinds of assassinations going on, <laughs> right? And it's still that way today. There's only one solution. We have to obey Yahweh's laws. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So that's the story. You, yeah, go ahead. Have you noticed that even with the uh, the few good kings that were around, they never took down the high places? Yeah. None I guess of it was, them ever did that. It was just too much work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe they snuck up there occasionally and, and sacrificed to the, uh, the other gods, right? <laughs> uh, why I just wouldn't wonder they? what made that so difficult. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was uh, a political type decision. I don't know. It, it just yeah. seems like, you know, even the good kings, they never took down the high places. Yeah. But uh, I saw reminiscent of uh, uh, Constantine, who uh, purportedly was a Christian king, right? But uh, other stories say that he did not convert to Christianity until he was on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, he he uh, compromised between the pagans and the Israelites and created Catholicism, right? Which was a mm-hmm. compromise between paganism and true Christianity. And so we've had these kind of compromises throughout our history. And very, very few kings ever really took the uh, you know, the law of Yahweh seriously, except uh, you know who was the king of uh, the Anglo-Saxons uh, in what the eight hundreds? Uh, the uh, I forget his name now, but uh, I don't the, remember the, uh, the very, very few truly righteous kings of the house of either Judah or Israel, and uh, yeah, we we've paid for it because the mm-hmm. people tend to follow the corrupt kings. <laughs> Right, and uh, do after their misdeeds. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Uh, Our people have to start obeying His laws. Period. All right. Thank you, Dan. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Enjoy. Yahweh bless. Okay. All right, folks. Here's the music. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye.